Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the team has their captains for 2023, and they've got a lot of them. Plus, it's a game week. We'll talk about exactly what the expectations are. Will the Raiders surprise, or will they disappoint in 2023? That plus a whole lot more comes up on Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for September 4th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders, win. part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Just every win. day. Just win. You're a win as a raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. Of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you. Appreciate all the support for the show, and we definitely appreciate my man Ari. He does a great job each and every day making sure we're up on YouTube. We're looking good, we're sounding good, and we definitely appreciate him. And as I mentioned, we appreciate you. But if you want to hit up Ari on Twitter, you can at Ari Produces. You can hit me up on Twitter as well at your boy Q25. We got the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. We'll get back to your calls and texts in segment number three. We didn't have them in uh, segment number three on Friday's show because we had JT O'Sullivan uh, at the QB school on Twitter talking all things Aiden O'Connell. And I thought that was a really good breakdown, really good conversation. And I don't know if you paid attention to him on Twitter over the weekend, but he broke down Aiden O'Connell a lot. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there was a lot of Aiden O'Connell on at the QB school Twitter account. So if you want to go ahead and check that out, uh, you can. Good and bad from uh, Aiden O'Connell. So I think it's something good to pay attention to, and I thought that was a really good conversation. So hopefully you enjoyed that on Friday. But we will get back to your calls and texts. That's coming up in segment number three. Segment number two, will the Raiders surprise or will they disappoint in 2023? I'll give you my reasons why I think they'll surprise in 2023. Here in segment number one of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast, I'd like to hit you with the news and notes of the day, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. And off top, the Raiders announced their uh, their captains for 2023. And sometimes there's two, three, four captains. The Raiders have nine. <laughs> they have nine captains represented for 2023, and I'm okay with that. I have no problem with that because when I tell you all the people that are represented, I think that they're you know very well deserving of the captain position and also let you know how the rest of the team, because remember the team has a lot of input on who's going to be a captain, let you know how the team feels about these individuals. Offensively, Jimmy Garoppolo, Devontae Adams, and Colton Miller. Josh Jacobs as well. So there's four of them on offense. But I wanted to go kind of in three. So Jimmy G... I want to give him a lot of props. Jimmy G has only been with the team for, as you know, just a handful of, of, of days and practices and a few months, right? I mean, been out there on the grass. And for him to empower himself and for him to endear himself to the team as quickly as he did, I think that tells you all you need to know. Devontae Adams as a captain, no-brainer. Colton Miller, he's been the steady, steady dude, right? He's been that guy at that left tackle position uh, basically since he's been drafted for the longest. I mean, he's the reason why he's got a second contract. I mean, Colton Miller's that guy. But Jimmy G, to slide into the captain spot, I know he's the quarterback and he's expected to be the captain, but just because you're the quarterback and you're expected to be doesn't mean you're going to be. So Jimmy G got that captain spot pretty quickly. Josh Jacobs, no doubt about it. After what he did last year, being that guy, being the, the, the heart and soul of that team, uh, the engine that made everything go, makes all the sense in the world. So offensively, it's Jimmy G, Devontae Adams, Colton Miller, and Josh Jacobs as far as captains go. On the defensive side of things, Marcus Epps, remember he was brought in as a free agent. He's a guy I don't think enough people are talking about. 
He's a guy that I think is going to make Trayvon Merrick a lot better. He's also going to be a guy that's going to be an impact player, uh, you know, obviously uh, as a safety, but being able to make plays as far as interceptions goes, but also just making sure tackles. I mean, he's a guy that played so many snaps, the most defensive snaps for the Eagles last season. I think he's going to really uh, do some good things on the Raiders' defense. And really, he's probably a guy that I'll talk about quite a bit coming up in segment number two And when I talk about the Raiders. Are they going to surprise or disappoint in 2023? So Marcus Epps is the captain. Max Crosby. I mean, do I have to say anything else? It's Max Crosby, <laughs> right? No-brainer. Mad Max Crosby. I'm expecting them to do some really good things with him. And what do I mean by that is I just expect them to move him around and use him a little bit differently than what we're used to seeing. And I think that it can help really open up Max's game and really let him have a bigger season than what we're used to seeing from Max Crosby. And that's also because he has help now. You know, hopefully Tyree Wilson is able to continue to develop and come along and, and be that guy. Hopefully Chandler Jones is more like the end of the season Chandler Jones than he was the beginning of the season Chandler Jones last year. Uh, you know, and, and guys in the interior, you know, Byron Young, the third round pick out of Alabama, Bilal Nichols, right? Guys like that. That interior has got to be able to make some, some, uh, some, some noise and really help collapse the pocket for Max Crosby to be at his ultimate best. But I do think that you're going to see a few different looks from the Raiders defense involving Max Crosby this year. So him being a captain, no doubt about it. How about Robert Spillane? Another free agent that was brought in, a guy that I had no idea how he was even going to fit in this Patrick Graham defense. But ever since uh, he's been with the team, he's just been one of those guys that everyone talks about, about him just being football, 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 loves the game and wants to go out there and, and help this team succeed. So Robert Spillane, you got to shout him out for being a captain as well. Kind of let you know what they feel about the linebacker position. They've got Divine Diablo and Robert Spillane, right? Luke Masterson is a guy that I'm sure will contribute. Right, uh, Amari Bernie, the 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 rookie, he'll contribute at some point. Right, maybe Curtis Bolton will uh, will will uh, continue to contribute, but most likely he'll be a special teams guy. So it lets you know what this team feels about Robert Spillane, naming him a captain, and then two other guys, special teams guys, AJ Cole, Daniel Carlson, kind of no brainers, right? They're two of the best in the business. So AJ Cole, Daniel Carlson also get the nod as far as captains with the Raiders. But that's it. Nine guys on the on the Raiders team are all named captains, two in special teams, and uh, four four on offense and three on defense. So there you go. Uh, offensively, Jimmy G, Devontae Adams, Colton Miller, and Josh Jacobs. Defensively, Marcus Epps, Max Crosby, Robert Spillane, and then the special teams guys, A.J. Cole and Daniel Carlson. Uh, we talked about guys that were released or waived when the Raiders cut down their roster, and most of them reverted back to the Raiders practice squad. Uh, Duke Shelley. He was the guy that was waived, and I was kind of surprised that he was waived. I thought he was going to end up, you know, being on the team, and I thought he was going to really uh, earn his spot over David Long Jr., but David Long stuck on the 53-man roster. Drake Thomas was uh, let go, and he signed with, uh, not Drake Thomas, excuse me, Duke Shelley, he signed with the Rams. So Duke Shelley's with the Rams. Drake Thomas has mentioned he's with the Seahawks, and Philip Dorsett with the Broncos. So uh, those three guys that were either waived or released when the Raiders cut down their roster, those guys will not be back. I mentioned Thomas and Philip Dorsett on Friday's show. But Duke Shelley also uh, now with the Rams. So three guys that were uh, released or waived by the Raiders are on new teams moving forward. Uh, did want to let you hear this little soundbite right here. JT the Brick hosted the State of the Team. He did that at the Raiders facility just the other day. Matter of fact, it was Thursday last week, and I thought it was some really good stuff, and he does it every year for season ticket holders. Select season ticket holders get to be at the Intermountain Health Performance Center, and they get to sit there and hear Joshua Daniels and Dave Ziegler and Sandra Douglas Morgan, and JT interviews him, does a really good job. But thought this was pretty uh, cool little soundbite right here when JT actually asks Coach McDaniels about Josh Jacobs being back, and you could just hear how happy Coach McDaniels is to have Josh Jacobs back. 
Coach, you got to be happy. Josh Jacobs is back. Yep. Take us through that. <laughs> Uh, I'm more happy than they are, so <laughs> that'll tell you how happy I am. Um, no, he's uh, look, Dave and and, and Tom and and uh, you know, Josh's his representatives did a great job of eventually getting that figured out. And again, it, it's uh, I've said the same thing the entire spring into the summer. Um, I love the player and I love the person, and he's come back ready to go, uh, which I figured he would. Um, jumped right back in and you just see the impact that he makes right away um, it's just different you know he's uh, the the best back that I've been around um, and I've been coaching for 23 years so yeah. he's a special player he's a special guy um, he has a special impact on our team when he's here so there you go right there there's a just a, a minute soundbite right there from the state of the team state of the union state of the Raiders whatever I, I don't know what the official name what but I know JT hosted every year and he did it on Thursday uh, at the Intermountain Health Performance Center and Dave Ziegler and and Josh McDaniels were there in attendance but you could just hear Josh McDaniels talking about Josh Jacobs and you know loving the player loving the person and ex excited that he's been back and I think that that's a hell of a tip of the cap I know everyone's not sold on Josh McDaniels as the head coach and that's fine Right until he proves that he is a winning head coach, that's fine to question him. But to say that Josh Jacobs is the best running back he's been around in 23 years, I think that tells you a whole lot. I mean, it really does let you know what they think about Josh Jacobs. And remember, last week, Josh Jacobs, when he re reported back to the team and had his first practice, he had mentioned how he thinks Josh McDaniels is the sharpest offensive mind that he's ever been around. So if anyone's questioning if there's any respect between Josh Jacobs and Josh McDaniels, clearly there is on both sides. Now, I know negotiations are negotiations, and sometimes feelings are hurt. That really doesn't have anything to do with the head coach. That has to do with the front office, and even then, Dave Ziegler uh, welcomed Josh Jacobs back to the organization and back to the building with open arms, was the first one out there to greet him. So uh, I think everything is good. And, of course, they'll go back and, you know, try to renegotiate at the end of the season. But you know that Josh Jacobs is in the building. He's in the mix and getting ready for, well, week one versus the Denver Broncos, a team that he's had a lot of success with. So uh, there you go. That's what I got for you for news and notes here in segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two, will the Raiders surprise or disappoint in 2023. I believe they'll surprise, and I'll tell you why. We'll do that in segment number two after I tell you about the fine folks at Underdog Fantasy. And football season kicks off this Thursday. There's no better way to get in on the action than with Underdog Fantasy and their pick'em game. Just pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats. Then do what you usually do. Spend kickoff night doing, well, what you do. Watch the game. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. It's legal in over 30 states, and it's a ton of fun. If you want to build your dream team today, head over to their easy-to-use mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code Locked On, and not only will Underdog double your first deposit of up to $100, they'll also have a Pick'em special live now in their Pick'em lobby. Patrick Mahomes just has to get one yard for you to pick up your pick to be correct. Remember, that's Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with promo code Locked On. Use the link in the description or scan the QR code if you're watching this on YouTube. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to talk about the Raiders' season in 2023. Are they going to surprise people or are they going to disappoint? And it's a game week. That's the thing about it. It is an absolute game week. We're talking about the Raiders preparing, not for preseason action, but a regular season game. This Sunday, they'll be in Denver taking on the Denver Broncos. The return of the crossover edition will be coming up on Thursday. I'm excited about that. But I'm also excited to know that it is back. It is official, right? I know today is Labor Day and a lot of people are off work, but man, it is go time, right? There is football starting on Thursday and then the Raiders start on Sunday and everything matters from now through February. And hopefully the Raiders are playing through, through February. They're guaranteed 18 weeks and 17 games. Everything else is what they've got to earn. And for most people, the expectations are very low. Right, we talked about it. I've even talked about the fact that I didn't have expectations. I really didn't know. When people ask me, Q, what are the Raiders going to do? I don't know. <laughs> right? I mean, I just, and it wasn't because I was trying to have a lazy take and say, I don't know because I didn't want to be wrong. I, I have no problem being wrong. I just didn't have any idea what to expect from this team. I felt like there was a lot of questions that I couldn't answer at the time. But that's the thing. That's the key phrase right there at the time. Now, Training camp has happened. Now preseason has happened. Now I've started to see some of these players, and I've started to see exactly what it's supposed to look like. And they've brought some other additions in, like Marcus Peters a little bit later on in the process. So now I'm looking at it and thinking, okay, well, a lot of people's expectations are super low. Like, I would love to just tell you right now, the Raiders are going to be a playoff team, there's no doubt. I feel confident about that. But I'm not going to go there right now. But... I believe that most people's expectations, and if you look at, you know, FanDuel.com, I want to say the, the win total is about six and a half, so maybe seven. And for the most part, outside of last year, the Raiders have always gone over their win total. You know, there was a couple years where it was around six or even five, and the Raiders went way over that. So now that I've seen training camp, now that I've seen preseason, now that I've talked to some of the players, now that I've talked to coaches, now that I've talked to, you know, just people in and around the organization, I really feel pretty positive about this team. And the thing about it is the offense, I believe, is going to be fine. I've said that for I don't know however long. Jimmy G, as long as he's healthy, I think that they'll be fine. And honestly, I'll tell you this, and my man uh, Vegas Jess, me and him had a nice conversation about this on, uh, on Saturday morning uh, over the weekend, and he was saying that if Jimmy G does go down, no matter when he goes down, throw Aiden O'Connell in there. I have confidence in Aiden O'Connell. And I, I remember saying, look, if the Raiders are, are, are winning against the Steelers in the fourth quarter and Jimmy G has to go out, I'm throwing Brian Hoyer in there just because he has the experience, he can close out the game. But... If you're going to prepare a quarterback for like a week, like if, if, if Jimmy were to go down in week three against the Steelers and, and they win that game, then, hey, you, you, you want to get ready for the Chargers? Go ahead and get Aiden O'Connell started. I'm okay with that. But I think in game, I think that's where Brian Hoyer could be very effective. Now, obviously, we don't want Jimmy G to go down at all, right? But we just know the history, so there's always that possibility. But with that being said, I have confidence that the offense is going to look good. And if Aiden O'Connell has to go in there, I have more confidence in him than I did when the Raiders drafted him. When the Raiders drafted him, I had no idea what to expect from him. When the Raiders drafted him, I thought, okay, glorified backup at best. And he still might be that guy. But at least he looks like he can go into a game and hold his own. That, I believe, is, is big. Right, And now you know the weapons that are there. You know that Devontae is there. You know that Hunter Renfro is there. You know that Jacoby Myers is there. Now you know officially Josh Jacobs is back in the mix. Right? I mean, there was always question. We talked about Josh Jacobs returning. Yeah, he's going to come back. He'll be back. He'll be back. He's not going to miss game checks. But until he actually signs on the dotted line and he's there in practice and you see him out there rocking that number eight, you don't know. Well, now we know. 
right? The offensive line, we know that they, they did really well last season helping Josh Jacobs lead the league in rushing, and they feel like that they've upgraded, right? There's a few different uh, guys there in place, like Alex Bars, who was released. Now they're, you know, they've, they've got other guys added to the mix. So they feel like that they've upgraded at that, uh, at that position. You got GVR, Greg Van Roten there at the, uh, at the right guard spot. Jermaine Illuminor will be right, the right tackle, at least to start off with. I think Thayer Mufford's going to have a lot to say about that. Of course, Andre James is at the center spot. Dylan Parham is back. He had that head injury against the 49ers at preseason. Now he's back. That's positive. Of course, Colton Miller, the captain, that's, he's back. So, you know, with the offensive side of things, I think it's going to be really good. My big thing, and it's been my big thing the whole offseason, all the training camp, all of preseason, the defense has got to complement the offense. The defense has got to be better. I've, I've been saying it that I was going to focus in on the defense like no other, and I am. I'm going to go all season long really focus in on that defense. And from what I've seen with my eyes, not from what I heard, but what I saw with my eyes, and I don't believe that my eyes are lying to me, I think this defense is going to be better. There's going to be times where the defense is going to get burned and they're going to get frustrating. And, you know, like a Marcus Peters is going to go for a play and he's going to get burned. It's going to happen. But I believe this defense will be much more opportunistic. I think what I've been preaching about turnovers, they're going to do. Because, one, they've been focused on turnovers. Not only interceptions, but also causing fumbles, right, and recovering those fumbles. I just I feel like the mentality is different defensively. And this is actually a conversation I had on my radio show, Unnecessary Roughness, on Radio Nation Radio 920 on Thursday, I believe. We're having this conversation where I believe that the Raiders are really going to be a better team this year than what most people expect because of the strength of their defense. Their defense has enough to to get it done. Again, in my opinion, I think Ja'Korian Bennett's going to get targeted early as a rookie, but I think he could hold his own. Nate Hobbs going back to the slot, I think that that's a big deal, right? Marcus Peters just mentioned him. He's going to make plays, and then he's going to give up some plays, but he's going to make some plays, and, and that's what the Raiders are looking for. And, oh, by the way, that defensive line is deep. they got 10 guys right now in that defensive line. That's a deep, deep room. And if Tyree Wilson could come along, and compliment Max Crosby. And as I mentioned in segment number one, if Chandler Jones could come along and be the guy he was towards the end of the season as opposed to the guy he was in the beginning of the season and con- contributions from the rest of the, the defensive line, they could be a strength of the team. And if they can get home, then that makes the secondary have to cover for less. And if they can get home, that makes the linebacker's job that much easier. You got Divine Diablo and Robert Spillane. Like I said, Luke Masterson will, will be th- thrown into the mix at times. Amari Bernie will be thrown into the mix at times. But it's really going to be Divine Diablo and Robert Spillane. Spillane is a captain, right? Both of those guys were, were set up to, to be able to wear the green dot. That's something that they both talked about in training camp, that they can both wear the green dot. So most likely, that'll probably be Spillane, right? Just because he's a captain, most likely that, that'll be who that is. But then again, if Devon Diablo gets it, that's fine too. So I just look for turnovers and sacks. And I threw that number out there early, about 40 sacks and 20 interceptions. I threw that out there early in, the, in, the, in, in training camp that that should be the target number. Maybe even before training camp, I still believe that should be the target number. If they can get that, and I do believe they can. I really do. Right? I mean, they've shown you that they've been able to come up with, with interceptions and they've been able to come up with sacks just in the preseason game. And I know, it's, I know it's vanilla. I know it's a little bit dumbed down. No one's really scheming everything up. But I just feel like that they're showing that they, they're able to do that. And, and not to mention, not beat themselves. Right? That's something we talked about last year, not beating themselves, not having the unforced um, you know, mistakes, the, the offsides, you know, third and, third and fourth. Third and four, and all of a sudden, a defense, defensive lineman jumps offside and gives them a first down. 
So, you know, false starts on fourth and one. You can't do that. Late hits on the quarterback. Can't do that. Right? They've got to play smart, disciplined football. And that's something that I know this staff has been looking for is guys that got it between the ears. And it looks like with the guys that they brought in, their, their football IQ is very heavy. So I'm going to say that the Raiders are going to be better than most people expect this year. And it's going to be on the strength of the defense. Their defense is going to complement their offense just enough so they don't give up 98 yards on the final drive of the game. Right? With no timeouts like they did against the Rams. They don't give up a 20-point lead at halftime when it's 20-0, and they do like they did with the Cardinals, right? They don't give up a halftime lead like they had against the Steelers on Christmas Eve, right? They're able to close games out. I think that there's going to be a couple games that the Raiders probably win because of their defense, because they're able to make some plays here and there. Now, again, they're not going to be lights out. I don't expect them to be lights out. I don't think anyone expects them to be lights out, but I do expect them to be a lot better than what we're used to seeing in the past few years. Going back to 2016, I know that's what everyone always does, go back to 2016. I don't mind doing that as well. They were very opportunistic. They came up with turnovers and timely sacks. Khalil Mack came up with timely plays that helped the Raiders uh, you know, close out games. Sacks, strip sacks, interceptions, whatever the case may be, they did a lot of that. If the Raiders could get back to doing that in 2023, they're going to win some more games. Now, again, I feel like that that's what? Eight, nine, ten wins probably max? I'm not saying they're going to go win 12, 13, 14 games and you know, win the AFC West and, and host their own Super Bowl. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not trying to blow smoke up your backside. But you know, most people expect them to win about six games, just like they did in 2022. I'm expecting at least eight, leaning towards nine, and, and pushing 10. That's what I'm expecting for the Raiders in 2023. What's on your mind? 707-654-4693. That's a Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line. We'll get to your calls and texts coming up in segment number three after I tell you about our good friends at eBay Motors. And our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. It doesn't matter if you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire. Every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So, with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny's picked out for us this week in eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And looking at what he did, he went with wide receivers. He's got Calvin Ridley. He's got DJ Moore. Oh, and he's got Darren Waller. Darren Waller, obviously a tight end. We'll go with old D. Wall. Why not? Vinny says, looking for a player to take a fantasy football drafts who will spark his new team's offense and also help you speed to victory? Then use a luxury pick on Giants tight end Darren Waller. The former Raider is already riding in style again with Daniel Jones locked into him all throughout training camp and the preseason. The connection is strong enough already to believe Waller will go back to being a reliable cog at his position. Grab him after, grab him after the top few tight ends are off the board. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle, right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks and struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car. Because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank that AC, say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. You know I'm not talking about that week one guy, right? eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team is 
every day. Here we go, Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text draft that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Nathan Glass. He's calling to ask a buy or sell type question for what the Raiders are going to do in an expectation for the team in 2023. Here's Nathan Glass. Hey, Q. Nathan Glass from California. Just want to ask you a question about the Raiders. Buy or sell edition. Are you buying or selling that the Raiders will have four Pro Bowlers this season? I mean, we we obviously know about Mad Max and Devontae Adams. And, you know, you can throw Josh Jacobs in there, too. So do you think the Raiders could pull one more, one more Pro Bowler out out of the mix? Your thoughts? And if so, and if you're buying it, who do you believe that fourth player could be? Let me know. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for the call, my man. And that's a tough question, right? It really is. I mean, let's think about this. I believe Max and Devontae, no doubt, will be pro bowlers. Josh Jacobs, I, I could say, will probably slide into that, but you just never know the seasons that other running backs have. Plus, you never know what the win-loss total looks like for the other teams, right? I always say at Pro Bowl voting and all that, who makes the Pro Bowl, winning matters. It, it really does. So if you're talking about four pro bowlers that are named immediately, I think that it might be kind of tough, but if you get four guys named similar to what it was last year, right, when even Derek Carr was named a, a pro bowler later on in the process when different guys were out because of injury or they were still playing in the playoffs, you know, that, that may be a different subject. So I'll say a Max and Devontae for sure, that's two. If you, I'll just throw Josh Jacobs in there and say he's going to have a big-time season and he'll get some love. Um, and then I guess if you think about, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at the, the specialists, A.J. Cole and Daniel Carlson, one of those two should make it, right? So I'll say four. I think that's a lot, especially it, depending on what the team is going to do. Because, again, winning matters. If a team goes, you know, 13 and four, they could very easily have, you know, six or seven pro bowlers. But then they're also going to be in the playoffs, and they might not be available, depending on if they go to the Super Bowl or not. So there's a lot that goes into that. But I'll, I'll just go, yeah, I'll, I'll go out there and say four. Why not? Because A.J. Cole or Daniel Carlson, probably both, but one of those guys should be a pro bowler. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say four. Why not? We'll see what happens. But thanks so much for that call. I guess I'm buying on that one. Thanks, Nathan Glass. I appreciate you, my man. Next up, got a text from Fitzy in New Hampshire. Hey, Q, do you think there's a difference between criticism and hate? Fans keep saying other fans are haters just because they criticize Mark Davis or McDaniels. Neither have produced a winner. So isn't the criticism warranted? It's not hate. Fans need to learn the difference. Your thoughts. Fitzy from New Hampshire. And yeah, thanks for the text. I do think that there's a difference between criticism and hate. I don't have any problem with criticism. But when people come after him and be like, oh, well, Mark Davis's haircut is stupid. Well, that has nothing to do with his ability to own the team. That just you don't like. You just want to make fun of them. And I'm not saying you. I'm just saying outside people. Like, that's when people say that, and I'm, you know, doing a lot of different radio and doing a lot of different shows. When that's the first thing people say, I kind of know where that conversation is going to go. Oh, well, Q, what's Mark Davis's, what's his, what's his hairstylist going to do? Okay. Are we talking about the man's hair? Are we talking about, you know, the man helping the team all of a sudden, you know, be the sixth highest, uh, you know, worth franchise in the league? What, 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 what are we doing? Right? I mean, it's like, what conversation do we want to have? And then Coach McDaniels, you know, criticism on him not being a winning coach is absolutely fair. Absolutely. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. So there's definitely a line between criticism and hate, and I think that the Raiders receive both. I think you'll hear people just hate on the Raiders all the time, and then you'll hear people criticize them that it's fair. Hell, I criticize them, and I think it's fair. I criticize Dave Ziegler, and people got up all upset. Oh, you can't get mad at him about his first draft? No, nah, I mean, look, I'm just it's, just, it's constructive criticism, and that's fine. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that when anyone receives constructive criticism, including myself. So uh, thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. 
Up next, got a call from Raider Meatloaf. He's calling to talk about football being back and how important Josh Jacobs will be week one versus Denver. Here he is, Raider Meatloaf. Hey, what's up, Q? It's uh, Raider Meatloaf here. Um, just thinking about, um, I'm so pumped that football's back and, you know, we're going to be in the swing of it. Our Sundays are taking up. Um, if you got wives, girlfriends, if you're a girl and got a boyfriend or whatever your state is, you know, it's uh it's all taken up. So um, I was thinking about what we're going to need to beat the Broncos. And to be honest with you, I mean, their past, their past defense is legit. And I think people are going to realize how important Josh Jacobs is this game. And even Josh Jacobs plus Zemir White in our run game, I think it's going to be one of those those games that are just, you know, we're pounding the rock, we're pounding the rock, we're pounding the rock, and it might be a closer game, all game, than we think it is. Um, and I would say for the Broncos, for them to beat us, they're gonna get ha- they're gonna have to get through our secondary. Um, so we're gonna see what the Raiders' defense is really made out of because we know. We got Tyree Wilson, Max Crosby. We got a revamped secondary, but we don't know what they're made out of. Um, and then hopefully Josh Jacobs is healthy. We got a healthy line. Um, so I really think that that's what's going to take to win the game is, uh, us pounding the rock and then Jimmy G, um, just slicing and cutting. So. All right, Q. Take care, man. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, yeah, J.J., he always has big games against the Broncos, right? That's something that I'm excited about is that, you know, the Broncos, uh, you know, host the Raiders week one, and then the Raiders host them in week 18. I'm excited about that. And especially week one, I think that the Raiders have an opportunity to set the tone for a team that wanted them, right? They lobbied to get the Raiders at at home week one. Okay, so you got the Raiders. Now what you going to do with it? I'm excited about that. So, And then on top of that, like I mentioned, Josh Jacobs always has really good games against the Broncos. So, yeah, I mean, he was the engine that made the offense go. I believe there's nothing going to change this year. I think that him and Zamir White are going to you know, split carries a little bit, but it'll still be a heavy dose of Josh Jacobs. So I'm excited about that. And also Jimmy G, you know, in the red zone, he's got to be – He's got to be what he always is in the red zone, which has been really good. Throughout the course of his career, he's been great in the, in the red zone, and that's something that the Raiders need to do a lot better with. So, uh, yeah, Jimmy G and Josh Jacobs are going to really be the key to this offense this week and, and how they do against Denver. And then, by the way, don't forget, after the Denver game, they're on the road to Buffalo, right? They don't return home till week three. So hopefully they start out uh, hot and start out 1-0, get that first win under their belt versus Denver Broncos. I don't see why they shouldn't. We'll talk about it, obviously, a lot this week, but – there's no reason, in my opinion, they don't win this week against Denver. Up next is a text from Oregon Raiders. This is AQ, Oregon Raider Tim here. I'm looking at unsigned veteran players. Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, both 28. Jarvis Landry, 30, are out there. I have some questions for you, Q. Why do you still think they're available? Do you see the Raiders acquiring any of the three? Seems like these dudes would be pretty desperate to get on a team. I would think a team could pick up these players on a one-year contract for fairly cheap. I'm interested in your opinion, Q. Love the show. The autumn win is a Raider. That's from Oregon Raider Tim. And I'll say this. I think that all those guys are kind of at the end of the rope. Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, those are two running backs that the Raiders don't need running backs. They got Josh Jacobs, Amir White, right? I mean, they're, they're good. Amir Abdullah, Brandon Bolden. I mean, you're going to get a heavy dose of Josh Jacobs. I don't think that they need, I don't think that they need Kareem Hunt or Leonard Fournette. I, there was a time where I thought Leonard Fournette would, would be a good player. Uh, this is before he went to Tampa Bay. I thought he'd be a nice little you know, short yardage back and everything. But at this stage of the game, I don't think so. And Jarvis Landry, where do you put him? 
as far as wide receivers go, you got Devontae Adams, you have Hunter Renfro, you got Jacoby Myers, right? You got Michael Mayer, the tight end. I, I, I don't know where you put him. Christian Wilkerson made the team. Where, where do you put Jarvis Landry? I don't see any of those guys. So, no, I don't think that the Raiders would sign any of those guys. I don't see what they would do on the team. That, that's the biggest thing for me. So, thanks so much for that text, my man. I do appreciate you. Uh, let's get one more call in. This one's from E. Rich in Rockland, California. This is a short one. He's calling to ask about Hunter Renfro. Here he is, E. Rich in Rockland, Cali. What up, Q? It's your boy, E. Rich, here calling from Rockland, California. Hey, uh, this is going to be a quick one. Um, I'm a little concerned about Hunter Renfro. I'm seeing reports that he hasn't been at practice. I'm also nervous that we have six total wide receivers on the roster right now. I think uh, they can, you know, be expendable to one and get rid of them and have five and run with that. I'm kind of nervous that he's going to be traded. I wanted your opinion. Should we be nervous? Is there anything you're hearing? Uh, please let us know. Thanks, man. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And as far as concern with Hunter, it wouldn't be for trade. Uh, the only concern with Hunter is the fact that he has missed some practices, and I believe it's a shoulder injury that he's nursing. I think he's going to be fine this week. Obviously, uh, when we talk to Coach McDaniels this week, we'll, we'll find out, but uh, I think he's going to be fine. The injury report will come out. That'll be great, right, to get an injury report this week. Uh, we haven't had an injury report all offseason, all training camp, all preseason because they don't have to provide one, but this week, since it's a game week, they have to provide it. So we'll get one on Wednesday, we'll get one on Thursday, and we'll get a final one on Friday, and then we'll find out on Sunday who's in and who's out. So as far as Hunter Renfro goes, my big thing is just as long as he's healthy. That's that's all I could think of as far as that goes. But thanks so much for that call. Let's get one more text. That was a quick call. This text is from Eric Yu out of San Diego. So what up, Q? Big Raider fan. Appreciate everything you do with the show. Love listening every morning while I'm at work. Just wanted to send in my thoughts on the Raiders' upcoming season. Not going to lie, I was a big D.C. fan, so I haven't been very optimistic for this upcoming season. But – one thing I can say is that Jimmy G has been growing on me. I don't think he's as bad as I had originally thought. Either way, I think Raider Nation can no longer continue to blame our quarterback for all the team's problems like they have in the past. This upcoming season, I think, will tell us a lot about the Raiders, and more importantly, it will teach us a lot about Josh McDaniels. I'm not necessarily convinced he's the right coach for the Silver and Black. I know you have mentioned that you don't think that his job is in jeopardy this year, but if we have another bad season, I can see Raider Nation wanting him out. In my opinion, I do agree that changing coaches every few years isn't necessarily the right move for us, but what do you think will happen if we have another bad season? Also, just want to add, I think this season really depends on how much the defense has improved. I think we have the potential to be a top 10 defense. If we can accomplish even a top 15 defense, I think we'll be in a good spot this year. Excited to see what happens. Thanks, Q, and go Raiders. That's Eric Yu out of San Diego. Thanks for the text. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, I think that Coach McDaniels and Dave Ziegler's job is fine. Uh, as long as they don't just completely lose the team, right? If all of a sudden the team just does, looks a disaster, then, yeah, all bets are off. But I think that they're fine for this year. I've, pretty, I've been very adamant about that. Uh, Mark Davis does not want to continue to change coaches in front office, guys. He wants to have some continuity and continue to grow, and I think he's going to give them the chance to do that. With that being said, they do have to look like a good team this year. They have to look a lot better than they did, especially closing out games in 2022, and I think they all know that. Uh, as far as Jimmy G and blaming the quarterback and all this stuff, yeah, I mean, that's – it's a team thing, right? And, and I know that D.C. caught a lot of hell uh, for whatever. Uh, like I said, I think he did the best job he could for the nine years that he's with the Raiders. I think that he'll always be remembered as a, a Raider that really solidified that position when they had a, a rotating door at the quarterback spot. So I definitely uh, think that everyone should appreciate what D.C. did, uh, even if they're not big D.C. fans. That's fine. Uh, you heard me in segment number two talk about the defense. I think the defense has to be better than it was in 2022. I don't know if they're top ten, but if you know, we always say, what, middle of the pack? They're 15, 16, 17. I think that's good, right? And I don't care about yards. I care about forcing turnovers and also forcing the other team to kick field goals sometimes as opposed to touchdowns. If they could do that consistently, they're going to win a lot of games. 
It's going to be as simple as that. So thanks so much for that text. I do appreciate you. That's all I got time for on today's show. And just a last little nugget on today's show. I'm actually traveling right now. I'm on my way to uh, Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, I've taken a job with ESPN, so I'm going to be doing the the nighttime show on ESPN from uh, 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. So we got a new lineup on ESPN Radio, so they're rolling it all out tomorrow. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, It's going to be Chris Canty, uh, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman in the morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern, then Greeny at 10 a.m. to to noon, and then at 12 it'll be uh, Chris Carlin and Joe Fortenbaugh, noon to 3, and then 3 to 7 Freddie and Fitz, or Freddie is not Freddie and Fitzsimmons. Freddie Coleman and Harry, uh, yeah, Fred, man, I'm getting these messed up. Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas, three to seven p.m. Amber and Ian Fitzsimmons, Amber Wilson and Ian Fitzsimmons from seven to ten, and then ten p.m. to one a.m. Eastern time is my show called Game Night. Uh, so yeah, I'm headed out to to Bristol right now. Uh, so the next podcast will come to you live from uh, from Bristol, from the mothership, from the captain, from the campus of uh, ESPN. So I'm pretty excited about that. Doesn't change anything I'm doing here on the show. Doesn't do any, change anything I'm doing on Radio Nation Radio 920. But pretty excited to uh, you know have this new adventure and this new part of my life. Uh, ESPN National Show Monday through Friday. Like I said, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So uh, that's what we'll be doing. And yeah, I'll be there for the rest of the week. I'll be here uh, through Friday morning. Then I'll be headed back to Vegas and get ready to do my show at Buffalo Wild Wings on Friday afternoon. So uh, yeah, there you go. That's that was the news that I was talking about. It's been talked about quite a bit on social media. You know, a couple calls have alluded to it here and there, but it's officially here now. So I'm excited about it. Thought I'd pass it along before I wrapped up today's show. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. It's a game week. It's all about the Denver Broncos. Can the Raiders go 1-0? This is going to be a fun week, man, and we'll talk about it. So until then, as mentioned, just win, baby.